but you know it works. So it works. You can um, test it out. I mean, let's see if we can get a good signal here. You do it. How does it sound? Yep. What? <laughs> Is that Peter Griffin? It's Peter Griffin. Welcome back to Ken Now. <laughs> I'm Josh Mossberg. And I'm Tracy Taylor. And we are here for... Wait, oh, forgot somebody. Okay. Oh, Kyle, I'm sorry. I'm still here, man. He's in the corner. Sorry, bro. <laughs> or you can't already tell. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Uh, We do have the sound effects machine. Wait, now you got to play applause. Where is that? Oh, geez. Oh, I'm oh, still getting God. used to where everything oh, is. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Give you one job. Uh, Cheering. Oh, one. Yeah. Oh. Hit it again. There we okay. go. That's all right. It's gonna a little take rough us- around the edges, but we you know we're gonna we're gonna dial that we're in. We're gonna figure it out sooner or later. Welcome back for an episode number sixteen. One six. The age of my child. That's a fun oh. age. We have the I'm- opening on there too. Oh, is it okay? Hit the open. <laughs> yep. Right. yep. That's the one. Okay. There we go. Hi, and welcome to the Kent Now podcast. I'm Mayor Dana Ralph. In this podcast, you will hear from city leaders, city workers, and engaged residents. We discuss local news, current events, and provide educational and engaging content for the Kent resident who wants to stay plugged into our community. Thanks for listening. Now, here are our hosts, Josh Mossberg and Tracy Taylor. (laughs) It's like a rave up in here. I know, we're dancing. (laughs) dancing i'm glad it works uh yeah me too look at that kyle coming through in the clutch (laughs) big time so we've got a lot of new fancy equipment now we're playing with it so i like it we are leveling up yes we are thanks to all of you for listening absolutely and validating our time (laughs) thank you validating our time welcome back to episode number 16 we are so glad that you are joining us but we've got a lot to cover in this episode so let's get down to some current events you want to know you want to know the question that came up in the office though this week what is it what condiment would (gasps) you carry around with you at all times at all times Hmm. Now I'm going to give you some Jeopardy music. Deeny. Oh wait, is that Jeopardy? Yeah, right? Uh, it's not on the soundboard. It's <laughs> not. I was looking. I don't know. Is it Twilight Zone? No. What? what? <laughs> okay, what condiment? What condiment would you carry around with you MSG. at all times? Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> mm, so I don't even need I don't to know. think about Can I don't you? even need to think about that. Really? Is that is MSG a condiment? No, what? it's oh. not a condiment. <laughs> Well, what would be a condiment? It's just in everything. It is in everything. Uh, Like ketchup or salt or uh, Mm. ranch. Because Mike, one of our interns. Be a liquid. Doesn't have to be. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Go ahead. Interns. Yeah, our intern Michael says he'd carry around ranch. That's weird. Yeah, I mm, I don't think I'd be carrying around ranch with me at all times. Like just normal ranch. Yeah. In like a little, like squeezy bottle or like a little container sure okay. like you know Just beyonce whatever. likes to carry hot sauce in her purse so that's what i was gonna say hot sauce hot sauce because it's got to be pretty common i would imagine so everybody's got like their favorite hot sauce like a chipotle. oh yeah a true true do you have a favorite hot sauce uh, a chipotle mm. uh, not a, so much a specific brand right now right now i got this truffle one oh from uh costco farmer's market oh. no, it's from, i wish it's from the farmer's <laughs> market go find some truffles at the farmer's market mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite hot sauce? Yeah, I've got a couple. I mean, I like, I grew up 
with uh, tapatio mm-hmm. on a lot mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But there was also there's also this like taller one. It's red with a with a yellow cap. I know what you're with talking a chicken about. Chicken on it. Yep. I, or a rooster. I don't know what it's called. But and I really it, like that one. I, I can visualize it. I yes. couldn't tell you the name of it. Okay. Uh, my favorite hot sauce is the mm. green Tabasco. Mm, that one's good too. That I like that so on good. like breakfast foods. Mm, I like it on everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. Okay. Yeah. But if I'm going to carry around one condiment with me, it would probably be for like all time. It would probably be sriracha. Sriracha. Yeah. But that's just a classic. Yeah. Goes back to the hot sauce. Though. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I Ranch, no. I uh, can't get behind that. No. Ketchup, mm-mm. Is peanut butter a condiment? I would... Mm. All right, you can't say peanut butter is a condiment, but MSG isn't. MS... Mm, you know, is that I'll like, have like you a know. salt shaker? Do you have it in a salt a shaker? A little packet, a little packet or something. You know, I'll have you know, I was browsing Reddit the other day, and there was a Ask Reddit thread about your favorite condiment or, um, like, topping or oh. something. And uh, there's a lot of great answers couple of them I resonated with, one of which was MSG, but uh, Lori's. You guys ever, ever oh, yeah. have the Lori's? Seasoning yeah. salt. Oh, Lowry's. Lowry's? Yes. Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, it's Lowry's. Oh, gosh. <laughs> now I feel dumb. No. <laughs> I put that on everything. Really? That's like, yeah, I put it on chicken, put it on red meat. Of course, I like put more, you know, on top of that, mm-hmm. but like. It's, it's like Dano's. Try Dano's. Dano's. Yeah, if you like Lowry's, then you're going to like Dano's. Excellent. All right. We had three unfortunate things happen this last couple of weeks. We lost Mm. three icons in the movie and music industry, one of which was um, our guy from Euphoria, and that was Angus Cloud. Then Sinead O'Connor. Everybody knows that and her songs were influential if you grew up in the 90s. And then Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee Herman or Paul Rubens. Pee-wee's Playhouse. He actually went on and did a stand-up career for a little while, shortly after Mm. he got himself into some trouble. He came back to Seattle for his 35th anniversary of Pee-wee's Playhouse or Pee-wee's Big Adventure, if you're not familiar with the movie. Um, And then he did a nice little monologue afterwards. He never announced ever his battle with cancer. And so he just passed from cancer uh, this week. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's unfortunate that we've lost three influential people in the Hollywood industry this week. We have some other things to talk about though. Skittles. I know Skittles. You, you love Starburst. So let's get into Skittles. Okay. What do you got? Uh, art one, if you're going to pick one flavor for a Skittle, what would you pick? Like a flavor that doesn't currently exist? Correct. Like a new flavor? Yes. Oh, I'm not. I'm sure there's a ton of Skittles flavors, so I'm not sure like what a new one would be. Maybe um, sriracha, <laughs> MSG, <laughs> MSG Skittle. Just kidding. Mm, that would taste so good. Probably would though. Low key. <laughs> what about um, you? What's what are you gonna go with? Uh, I would probably do a dragon fruit Skittle. Oh, you were ready. You had this prepared, didn't totally. you? Totally. Mm-hmm. If you're going to pick a Up Skittle. All night. Yeah, I was, truly. Kyle? Peanut butter. What <laughs> is going on right now? Well, Skittles has just announced that they're working with French's and they're putting out a mustard Skittle. Excuse me? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, you heard that right. They are calling it summer's tangiest yellow candy, French's mustard flavored Skittles. The candy coated brains of the boardroom are one of America's most famous candies. Are teaming up with a 120 year old condiment company to create the unique treat ahead of National Mustard Day coming up here at the end of this week. But Big a mustard, happening. I I don't know. I mean, I've I wouldn't do that. Had some weird stuff in my life, but a mustard Skittle is not. Is it still like sweet, like a Skittle? I can't even imagine it would taste Could sweet. Could you put it in a hot dog? Salty and like sweet. Like in place of oh, the mustard? But that would be an awfully chewy hot that dog. That would be weird. Mm. I don't know about that. Okay. Hmm. Makes me a little uncomfortable. It does. Hmm. Are we going to get into the next topic? Or I don't know. I was looking, you, you're I was looking, looking for, oh, you're looking for, um, um, okay. There's so many. I know. Yeah, there is quite Decisions. A yep, that's about right. Yep. <laughs> That's how I felt about that one, too. Okay. All right. Let's get into some great events happening here in the city of Kent, Tracy and Kyle. There's always fun opportunities to do mm-hmm. for your friends, family, yourself, uh, even your pets. Even There is actually something really exciting coming up that we, I'm ashamed to admit, just learned about. But it's I think it's a fifth year happening. Yeah. It's the Lucio Light Up Your Life Interactive Art installation Mm. it's happening at the mary olson farm uh here in kent slash auburn adjacent i believe (laughs) happening august 18th and 19th basically it it just looks like a really cool foresty light up family friendly rave basically family friendly rave never in my life did i ever hear family friendly and rave mixed together but i love that idea how i look at it and if you look at their website and whatnot it's Looks like an almost as if a illuminated Alice in Wonderland. No? Am I? <laughs> yeah. 100%. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, they've got, um, there's like some trees, some cool, I think it's like local creators are there too, that they put all that stuff together. It's totally free again, August 18th, 19th, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. You can go online. Mm. Um, I think we will also be posting about it or already have posted about it on our social media could, uh, especially for all those, those youngsters and influencers mm-hmm. out there, yeah. if you know them, that, that is great for your stories. Mm-hmm. So get on down. Yep. I'm thinking we need to do a, a Kent now field trip Oh, to one of, to just one of those days on the clock, like the or... three of us. Yeah. Like we bring out the tiny microphone, okay. like we did for, um, for, uh, cornucopia days yeah that would be really fun i think we should do that let's do it okay sign us up we will see you at mary olson farm mary hello Mershmouth. Mershmouth. <laughs> mary olson farm uh hops and cops dang it <laughs> yeah you it's should too many i know it's not too many <laughs> is that oh we want to do that again no i just have i want to push up so many buttons you well you <laughs> can reach over the, and push any trying, button that you want to push just wanna, not like, my button okay <laughs> Interfere with Moscow. No, no, that's all right. That's all right. All right. What else we got coming up, Tracy? Hops and cops. Your opportunity. Hops. Cops. And cops. It's August 17th at the Ram Kent Station. Your chance to mix and mingle with our Kent PD staff. Uh, they are looking forward to hearing more about your concerns and you get a chance to connect with our local law enforcement. Again, serving our community. Hops and cops, the 17th at Ram 
in Kent Station. And coming up, we also have another one of our fantastic residential recycling events. Uh, This is going to be a mini recycling event happening Friday, August 18th. All the details you could find on our website as well as social media at City of Kent. So if you got some things laying around, um, paint cans, just a big pile of documents, probably bills and all those. You know what what I'm going to bring, actually, is I got piles of those annoying I've pre-qualified for an outrageous mortgage. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to bring bringing those and shredding them. It's going to be very satisfying. Well, um, isn't shredding anything satisfying though? Yeah, but specifically those because they won't leave me alone. True. We love recycling. <laughs> we do. All of our city loves to recycle. We've got Cajun Fest with the Downtown Kent Downtown Partnership. And that's coming up on August 19th, 2 to 7, Kent Burlington Green Park. A day full of Cajun fun from Cajun-themed food, trucks, beer and wine gardens, vendors, artists, activities for the kid. Kids. Uh, kid or kids. Mm-hmm. And um, lots of dancing in the street because there is going to be some amazing live music. It's been really, really popular over the last couple of years. And we would love to see you again. That is on August 19th. Stepping up our game with the downtown events. I know, you right? Know, we had Cajun Fest. Uh, we just had Cornucopia Days. Right. Um, We're going to have Boulevard coming yeah, up here Boulevard. real soon. Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah. All right. Coming up also near our downtown area uh, at Ken Station is an annual Fill the Bus uh, school supply drive uh, happening in partnership uh, with communities in schools of Kent and the Kent School District and Kent Station. Uh, we are happy to plug and support this event. Uh, you can get more details at kentstation.com slash fill the bus. And basically just an opportunity to show up and help make sure that teachers in the Kent School District have the supplies that they need and students have what they need to get learning. And there's an opportunity if you want to stop in and have dinner at Johnny Rockets the day that they're having the fill the bus school supply drive. Uh, they will do a portion of the proceeds will help school supplies drive too. So make sure you stop on by and have a burger at Johnny Rockets. There you go. Yes. Support or Kent schools. Right, Kyle? I agree. 100%. Just waiting for a Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. (laughs) All right. Uh, And if you are one that wants to get involved with the community, this is always a really good way to do so. So we have seen in certain cities, like certain disasters and how our community steps together. uh, Well, their community emergency response team, or they're called CERT, and they have training that starts on September 21st. Essentially, emergency responders and city workers, of course, get overwhelmed when there's widespread disasters. So this is an opportunity and a course designed to give people the skills and the confidence to help themselves and others in our community when help is delayed. So it's an eight-week program. They meet two different times on Thursdays, one in the afternoon, one in the evening. And training provides disaster preparedness, first aid, triage, fire safety, search and rescue. I mean, all of the things. So if it's something that you are interested and want to get involved, you can find out more if you go to kentwa.gov or check out all of our social platforms. Moving right (laughs) along to some important City business. Right. City business. City business. All right. We're there. I love it. We we got there. <laughs> Transition got to the next section in yeah. case any of you guys were wondering what that was about. Tracy, guess what? Mm, chicken butt. No. Okay. Uh, 14 Kent hospitality businesses received pandemic recovery grants, so that is awesome. Mm. Uh, these businesses were actually among 1,000 490 plus hospitality sector specifically Mm -hmm. companies that were actually impacted by the pandemic. Right. So this has been this is a program through the State Department of Commerce uh, that was authorized by the legislature and really just helping um, businesses across the state with 
relief right in time for the summer season. And, you know, just kind of helping those businesses get the much needed relief to make up for a lot of the economic instability that mm-hmm. we were facing during COVID and over these last few years, right? Uh, the city of Kent actually does a really great job uh, as well, seeking these grants. These businesses, you know, applied for these grants independently, but our economic and community development staff have done a great job just making sure businesses are aware of these opportunities, right? right? Like we're going to hear from um, some staff in a little bit that talk about some great work that the city of Kent is doing to secure grants for infrastructure projects. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's something that we do really good, really well here, Tracy. And of course, I went through the list just to check out some of the businesses that that received some money. Gators, everybody loves Gators. They took a huge hit during the pandemic and a lot of small and small businesses, mom and pop shops, generational wealth, where they were depending on this for their livelihoods, Mm -hmm. um, really benefited from some of these grants. And it's good to see them get back up on their feet and they're starting to kind of gain some momentum. So I'm excited to see what they do in the future with this money. Absolutely. All right, Tracy, we have some very special guests joining us from the uh, City of Kent Public Works Department today. We have Suzanne Smith and Mark Madfi. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, nice to be here. And you guys are here to provide our listeners and us a bit of an update on some of the ongoing work in Kent happening to reduce flooding and provide some um, just general improvements around the city. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So we're here today to talk about the specifically the 76th Avenue South Flood Protection Improvements Project. These projects have very official uh, name. So this project also, it, it's also known as the Mill Creek and 76th Avenue South Culvert Improvement Project. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, these projects um, originated in the city's drainage master plan, and they're also included in the city's transportation improvement plan. So they've all gone through, you know, all those documents have been through city council approval, approval, et cetera. So that's how we we start these projects. So they got all the checks and balances and everything ready to go. T's are crossed and I's are dotted. Yep. Sounds like. That's right. It's on a list. And then that list comes to us and then we make it happen. Sweet. Okay. And so for 76th Avenue South, I know that um, there's actually been work happening there for a couple of years now, right? And for our listeners who aren't aware, that's actually right there by Blue Origin. That's um, correct. And so from what, from what I understand, they're raising the road. What exactly... That's Why correct. are we doing that? Yeah. So to reduce the occurrence of se- seasonal flooding, uh, we're raising 76th Avenue South above the FEMA flood elevation. And so depending on where you're at on 76th Avenue South, this could be anywhere between three feet higher than where the road was to six feet higher than than the way that the road is now, actually. So, um, yeah, so we're raising the road, which means we basically tear out the road that it is now and we put in a whole new concrete road higher. Okay, so this is my I'm just being naive here. When we say we're raising the road, does that mean you're putting like a a higher level of concrete or asphalt or does this mean that you're actually lifting the roadway from the bottom up? Great question. Yeah. So what we do is we. Here's a fun word. We rubbleize. Oh, yeah, our contractor. It's a lot of fun. They go out there with this heavy equipment, and they, they, you know, either they grind out the existing asphalt, and then typically they put a whole bunch of gravel in, several feet, depending on where we're at, several feet of 
of gravel. And in this case, then we're putting like an eight inch thick concrete road on top of that. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. And that's how we raise the road. So then when it comes down to our seasons, you know, because when we go from really, really hot to really, really cold, it really buckles the roadways. What are the chances of the roadway buckling when the weather changes? So concrete is probably the most sturdy of all the road surface types, right? Okay. Um, normally you'll have what they call what we call asphalt, mm -hmm. right? So that's why we pick concrete in this particular section because it is it is uh, it does stand up more to the weather. It stands up more to freight. For example, 76 Avenue South is also a big freight corridor into okay. Kent. There's several distribution centers on this route. Mm. So we had to hand, have a road that'll handle all that heavy truck traffic as well as handle the seasonal, uh, the flooding, et cetera, and uh, the current conditions that are in the Kent Valley, which the ground is usually not that great in the in the Kent Valley. Mm -hmm. So we we see thicker road sections in the valley. And um, if you can, you know, we try to put concrete anywhere we can in the valley. Nice. It's a good investment. Uh, it's a higher upfront cost, but the, the, the long-term maintenance is, is a lot less with concrete. Why hasn't DOT taken a page from the <laughs> Kent department and figured that out with some of the other area roadways? We don't know because Kent I, rocks. Of course they do. Yeah. With gravel and raising roads and That's everything right. else, That's right? That's right. That's right. Improving that. the city's infrastructure. We Please have had two phases of construction already. The first phase we did and we started that in 2020. And in that one, we raised like 2,000 linear feet, like a big chunk of the middle of the road. That we sounds raised, like a lot. It is a lot. Right it in was, front of Blue Origin. Yeah. Okay. So we raised that and uh, we actually had some um, funding, a $2.5 million grant from the Transportation Improve Improvement Board for that. Nice. Love spending other people's yeah, money. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. for sure. And we're really good at it as far as like we're really good stewards of that money, right? The grant money that we get, Kent has been really good about using those funds and turning out really good transportation and um, infrastructure improvements. So that one we finished in 21. And then last year we started the, the second phase, which is up by 212th Street. And we did a thousand linear feet there. Um, and for that one, we actually had three and a half million dollars from the Puget Sound Regional Council. So we have a lot of different grant agencies that are giving us money for this project to um, help these, uh, to make these flood improvements. Phase three, uh, we plan to advertise that for bidders, for contractors to bid on that okay. uh, this winter. Oh, we're so, wrapping yeah. up the design now. We're wrapping up the design right now. And that's actually the biggest of, that's the largest part of this, of the three phases. So um, in that third phase, we are going to, it's only 1,000 linear feet. However, there are eight undersized culverts mm. Through Mil that Mill Creek goes through. So Mill Creek, you know, is a, it's a small little creek, but it has to scrunch down into um, these tiny little pipes to go underneath driveways and, and the road. So we're removing all the eight undersized culverts and we're building three bridges. Oh, so, wow. So yeah, a bridge, of course, can carry a lot more water. Mm -hmm. um, it's way better for the environment in the area. And the fish. And the fish. This is, yeah, definitely. We have endangered species, mm -hmm. salmon that are in Mill Creek. So we're, we've followed all the regulations. We have all, all of our environmental permitting in place. And um, yeah, so actually that project, we actually have several multiple grants for that one. We nice. have. Fantastic. Yeah. Two from Department of Commerce. About $3 million there. We have one from the Freight Mobility Strategic Investment Board for $5 mm, million. Fancy. I know, yeah. right? 
And then we have $206,000 from the King County Flood Control District. So we have almost $8 million, actually it's a little over $8 million in grants so far for that project. And that can build those bridges? Yes. Wow. Well, we're, the city has matching funds okay. through mm-hmm. the city's uh, utility funds and other funds that the city has. Because like I said, um, these projects went through the, are in the Kent Drainage Master Plan and the city's Transportation Improvement Plan. Mm-hmm. So uh, funds have been allocated for these projects uh, in advance. But the nice thing about getting the grants is that that supplements a lot of the city's dollars. So we're spending less of the city's right. dollars. And we're applying for more grants for that project too. Yes. Great. Yeah. It's, you talked a bit about the environmental benefits, right? I know uh, the Upper Mill Creek Dam recently also received, what was it, the fish ladder and passage? Is that sort of related? Are these projects kind of related in a series? Or they are sort related. Of yeah, they're related in that it is part of the Mill Creek system. Gotcha. Okay. So... Our environmental group, um, a lot of people in the design section, actually, you know, people throughout the city, the public works uh, department are working on various aspects to improve Mill Creek to help with the, the flooding scenario and environmental, environmentally. Great. Yeah, I know um, a lot of residents, you know, will hear sometimes over email or over social media, they'll ask, you know, you guys started working on Mill Creek 30 30- million years ago what's mm-hmm. going on with that and we have our answer you know that we're awaiting federal permitting to dredge the creek i'm wondering if you could uh share a little bit about kind of what the holdup is with that yeah so um this project that this third phase that i was talking about it was actually part of that particular permit okay. uh, permit but there were some issues that um that were raised for the overall mill creek project it's the agencies that the city's working with we we submit what we call a joint aquatic resources permit jarpa Mm. and you can look that up you can all these words to google google (laughs) you're gonna have a full list (laughs) yeah so there's a lot of agencies that um comment on permits environmental permits through the jarpa so this project, our project, our third phase was part of that, but we did pull it out because our project was able to move forward with like the Muckleshoot Indian tribe. They have to comment on it. And um, so our, this particular project was more favorable than the okay. larger scope. Right. So, so it's just going to take a lot longer. Done yeah. While we can. And it yeah. still took over two years to get that permit. Gotcha. So the, the okay. U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, and uh, it's a federal permit, and there's lots of agencies that have to look at it and has to, to go through their process, and they take a very long time. I was going to say, Sorry. is this backed up just because of COVID, or is this just a general general no, practice? No, it's pretty general. Okay. Whenever you have to get a, a permit through the Army Corps of Engineers, it's, it's a long process wow. because all the different yeah. agencies involved and, and their workload. It sounds like so. things are moving forward, though, so that's... That's yeah. good to hear, at least with the the series and the system and a lot of great improvements are being made around the city. Absolutely. And I feel that Kent Public Works um, and our leadership at Kent Public Works, um, we're very uh, move forward. You know, we, we try to move everything forward. It's like, OK, well, we hit a roadblock here. Well, what can we build? You know, what yeah. can we advance? How can we keep this thing moving forward? So. I'm sure mm-hmm. our residents and everyone that lives and works and visits can appreciates that. Now, there are other flooding projects that I think are underway, and if not, are going to be underway. What should our listeners be aware of moving forward for the next couple of months or so? Uh, Core 76 is a, is a big one. Right. Uh, as your, your listeners may remember, we've had a, a lot of flooding issues out there in the past, and uh, the road is covered in water many times over over the winter. Um, so this this is going to help that 
significantly. Yeah, I also, um, isn't there, there's something happening at, on Washington, like a pump state, Washington Avenue pump station coming? Yep, that's a new pump station uh, that's just getting started now. It's going to replace an existing smaller pump station that's out there. Okay. So that'll help improve. And that just uh, helps like kind of drain the water, right? From the, or how exactly If we does get that into work? a flood stage situation gotcha. by the Green River. Right. Then those pumps kick in to try to alleviate that, the okay. flooding. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think your jobs are super fascinating because they're what made you interested in becoming like in being a part of public works and then the road engineering and the project management, like what, what inspired you to come down this career path? Well, Mark has been doing it a lot longer than I have. I think you started out in structural engineering. Is that right? Yeah. I started in structural and then I moved over to the city and okay. did civil and been here for 30 years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We love the longevity I, here in Kent for sure. Yeah. I think it's just the exciting, um, Part of being able to design the project and see it through and mm -hmm. see it through to construction and and see what you've done, what you've worked on for, okay. for you know, a long time. Yeah. And, yeah. and just the benefit that it provides the community. And I bet that's so satisfying when you get those fine, that final seal of approval and all Absolutely. that and you see it and the residents are using it. It's like, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I've been here 23 years. I've always worked with Mark and our, uh, we've always been on the same team. And I've done well over a hundred projects and wow. I'm not done, wow. but I've been on teams of people sure. who did well over a hundred infrastructure projects. And like Mark said, we can drive around the city and go, Oh, remember when we yeah. fixed that and yeah. improved this and improved it's, it's very rewarding. Yeah. And yeah. when you travel on the plane, you know, going, going South, you know, you try, you're always trying yep. to get a window seat and I can point to projects that I've worked on from, that's from so there. Cool. So that's kind of cool. Well, it's knowing that you put your stamp on something here in Kent, right? Right. Definitely. And well, he literally put his professional engineer stamp. Oh, I love on that. A whole bunch of projects here in Kent. <laughs> nice. I, yeah, I'd love to have a profession. I know, right? I need we, a stamp. For we something. need stamps. <laughs> Don't give him a stamp because he'll stamp I'll everything. Also, get a multimedia ticket. Yeah. We'll get you. you a good yeah. stamp. That's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You guys, thank you so much. Your public works department really does above and beyond for our city. So, thank you for your service. And of course, thank you for being here on Kent Now. Absolutely. Well, thank, thank you so you. much. We appreciate yeah, it. It was a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Pleasure to be here for sure. In case you guys didn't notice, we have taken the liberty of uh, really upping our game this episode, right, Absolutely. Tracy? Absolutely, yes, Kyle? we've got, yes, Kyle, Kyle has really gone all out all to out. make this a amazing episode moving forward. Trying to. Above and beyond. Mm -hmm. So we are excited to share something super special, mm -hmm. and it's going to be our first time hearing it. Yep. Haven't heard um, this. So, uh, yeah, we, we're hit along it. for hit the, the ride, hitting hit it. Oh. oh. Oh my. Wow, Kyle. I didn't know your voice could get that deep. <laughs> Kyle, where did that wow. wow. Well done. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So well, let's get into the did you know? Well, what do we know? Now we know this, Tracy. Okay. Um, ever heard of the Fenwick fly point? I know uh, you're an avid fisher. Yes, right? I have not heard of this though. Okay. Well, so we know Lake Fenwick Park, mm -hmm. right? We have Lake Fenwick Park here in Lake Fenwick here in Kent. There's a fishing rod company called right. the Fenwick Fishing Rod Company. Stop it. Love that. They invented the Fenwick fly pole. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. So what is what makes it the Fen I mean Good question. Okay. I will tell you. Oh boy. So the Fenwick fly pole, Tracy. Oh is the first produced with fiberglass fiber fiber and graphite mm -hmm. rods. They revolutionized okay. bass fishing. 
<gasps> no, they did they not. They did. They they really did that. Stop it. And have become a globally recognized brand, Kyle. They are. And it is Fenwick Fishing. So here's the backstory. Okay. I got it ready. Did my, I was I love doing that my you research. did this research. Oh, yeah. yeah Look at you. Looking it all up. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1944, Boeing employees developed a fiberglass fishing pole in a garage. So these are like tech people that worked at Boeing. They They knew what they were doing. You know, getting together with the boys, yeah. uh, doing some experimenting, I guess, <laughs> Okay, at the lake. And they were they played around with it, right? And they invented this fiberglass graphite rod in the garage. I don't know how they possibly did that in there. But then in, it wasn't until 1952, Tracy, okay. that these group of five Seattle businessmen and avid fishermen formed the Fenwick Fishing Rod Company. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that a great story? I, I do like that. Uh, I'm just, I'm kind of confused because I'm like, mm, how, well, I mean, fiberglass is hard to form, one. Yeah, I feel like that would take like heavy machinery or something. Uh, yeah, or like some sort of melting pot of some sort. Oh, is that what they make uh, like surfboards out of? Fiberglass, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the stuff that can like, you don't want it in you. Right. You got to wear a mask. Yeah, and, I would. Yes. Because the fiberglass, isn't that also like in your insulation, Kyle? I think so. Back in the day, in the early days of Kent TV 21, which mm-hmm. is our broadcast channel. Yeah. They produced a video. And um, you're going to hear a little bit from the executive director of the Kent Historical Society Museum here uh, about that. My name is Nancy Simpson, and I'm the president of the uh Historical Society. The book that had been written about this was given to the museum a number of years ago. It talks all about the development of the pole and the people that were involved. Uh, These fellows had been working for Boeing. It was 1944. They had worked with uh, the new product, fiberglass, and they liked to fish. They developed a a fishing pole. So now I need to like change out all of my fishing poles. Yeah, I feel like if you don't immediately dis- discard all of your fishing poles and get Fenwick ones, that means that you're not a true Kent stan. <sighs> At least That's for a, your fly fishing. Well, I don't fly fish. I do bass fish. Am I going to out myself as ignorant to fishing if I ask what the difference is? So, no, it's not because a lot of people don't understand. <clears throat> I don't. It should have warmed up before Excused. we did this. Uh, okay, so fly fishing, there is a certain... Oh, go Sorry, ahead, Sorry, I was going to say they do have bass rods. They do? They do. Are you looking at their website right now? I am. You should be paying attention to the show. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, anywho, <laughs> fly fishing, their rod is the same as a regular fishing rod. However, the line that goes with it is a little bit longer and the reel is different too. Because mm. what you do is you continuously cast it out and it goes further and further and further and it just touches the water and just drops what they call a fly which is oh. what is man-made okay and it's it's like feather and string and a hook and it's they call it the gentleman's sport because oh, why is that because they go out and waders into the river or stream and then they just continue to cast it out cast it out i'll show you a video gotcha now bass fishing on the other hand you can do it from the you can do it from the boat you can do it from the dock you can do it from the bank of Mm -hmm. the lake Mm -hmm. but bass fishing it's significantly different because you're actually going a little bit deeper where fly fishing is just surface like top water fishing you're trying to pretend you're a fly well that's true yes i thought that they were like fishing for flies like they wanted to get flies um mm, no oh boy 
<laughs> no. Um, but you can catch some really good salmon when you fly fish. Mm. Yeah. Love salmon. Me too. It's probably my favorite fish. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. You like the sockeye, the Copper River? Do you like the, the coho? I mean. Don't ask me that. Okay. I don't know. Smoked. <laughs> right. I just like salmon. Okay. Right? Chill. It's a, yeah. <laughs> There's so many different I like guys. sushi and baked sa- tel- I like tilapia too. Tilapia is very good. good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cod. Cod. Yeah. I Tuna. just had cod. You did what? I just had cod the other night. Oh. I thought you were going to say I warmed it up in the microwave and we're like, no. well, that's what that smell was. Mm-hmm. Negative. Have we? I feel like I've complained about that before on this podcast. People heating up foul foul things in the <laughs> office are you microwave. Calling me, are you calling me out right now? No, not you. Yours are actually okay. Except that one bacon that one time yeah. that smelled <laughs> rancid. What was going on with that? So I live a pescatarian life. Mm. So I don't eat um, red meat. I don't. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it was and like so fake bacon. It was fake bacon. And it was like a plant-based bacon. Oh. Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Mayor calls my sausage uh, broccoli sausage because she says every time I make it, it smells like broccoli. Hmm. Um, but I, what did you call it? You said cat food, didn't you? Isn't yes, it? I think it smelled like cat food. Yeah. No, it's bringing back memories. <laughs> it's all, all the, the bad memories. memories. Yeah. All the bad memories. And on that note, you should close us out there, Josh. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for... No, close out the Diginos. We haven't heard this part. So Kyle, Kyle put together the open and the close. Yep, he did that. See, and now we're all smarter because we know more about the <laughs> Fenwick right. flypole. Mm-hmm. One more Kent fact to add to the Noggin. Rolodex yeah. in the brain Middle and stuff. Nine. Okay, well, I think we're done. I think so. Probably shouldn't let us keep talking. Probably not. Good. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you very much. All right. Well, all right, join us next week. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Tell your friends all about Kent now, right? Yes. Do it. Yes, please do it. Just do it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye. See you next week. Bye.